0: You're listening to Of Monsters and Crime with Jordan and our guest, Natalie. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Of Monsters and Crime with me, your host, Jordan. This will be a very simple podcast where I will have the occasional guest. We'll talk about murder, we'll talk about crime. We'll talk about other shit that may interest you that has nothing to do with any of those things, but hopefully you can find some entertainment value. Um, With that being said, I am so happy to welcome my dear friend Natalie to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Hi there. I'm happy to be on your show. Well, thank you. I'm happy to have you. Um, so today we're going to talk about a, uh, crime, a murder that, uh, Natalie has picked out. Yeah. So this is actually going to be about, um, it's
1: a, it's a murder motivated by greed and it's, um, it's a sad story of, of something that was poorly thought out and, uh, I really can't say what this person thought they were going to gain from the situation, but uh, it involves three people, a man who was on the run, his girlfriend, and uh, the daughter of the person they killed, who they were living with in Marina Del Rey, Southern California.
0: And uh, when did this take place? I think it was about
1: uh, August Fourteenth, and he was caught about one day later.
0: What year? How long ago? Mm,
1: That'd be 2018.
0: Hmm. So pretty recent.
1: Yeah. It's still going through the courts. Uh, So far, they've done preliminary hearings, and um, from what I understand, John, uh, well, it's John and uh, Hyena have pled not guilty so we still need to find out what evidence the defense provides but um so far we know quite a bit about what happened
0: right so do you want to get into the story and we can Yeah. yeah see so from what i understand
1: uh john had been renting a room with his girlfriend hyena Uh, in William Webster's house and William Webster uh, was going through some things with his divorce and his stepdaughter who lived there as well and wanted to sell the house this was an issue for John because he was on the run and couldn't rent his own place and he couldn't work so he took it upon himself to uh, bludgeon the man uh, thinking that he would get to keep the house, and that he would uh, be able to spend the man's money, and never face any consequences. That
0: usually works out for people. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, hard to ma- it's hard to imagine the logic. But um, according to according to his account. Or to the account of uh, Hyena and Siobhan. Siobhan, William's stepdaughter, uh, was kept under watch in another room while uh, William was bludgeoned with a hammer. It's, uh, it's a little bit telling about, about John's character that once he'd started berating this, this man Um, and beating him he was unable to finish what he started and um, apparently uh, according to witnesses the man was struggling to breathe for quite some time until uh, until Siobhan came and uh, she strangled him and they, uh, they agreed to take him to Joshua Tree National Park, where they attempted to burn the body. There's a question of what Siobhan's real uh, part in this crime is, because you can imagine how terrifying it would be When you're outnumbered um, and somebody decides to commit a murder, you might not feel safe standing up. Or you might tell yourself, this isn't really going to happen. Uh, But for whatever reason, she agreed to conspire with them to hide the body or to get rid of it and to help them cover their tracks to whatever degree they felt they could. and so within 24 hours of the murder, the body was reported as a crime, as a, sorry, the body was reported as a fire and found in a residential area uh, and recovered. And uh, I believe that they found John at a hotel with his girlfriend. Uh, and now he is awaiting the rest of his, his
0: court proceedings. So um, how did the confrontation happen? How did it start? Um, they were living together? Was it at their house, at the residence, that this happened? I've talked to some people who who were uh, friends of
1: John before this happened, and from what they've told me, he was using methamphetamine, which is known to make people Crazy. aggravated. Crazy. <laughs> <Ooh>, yeah. <laughs> and uh you know he was he was kind of a person who believed in the american dream in the worst uh, possible manifestation of it he felt that he could just decide that something was a way and make it so by the sheer force of his will so yes he was in the house when he decided to do this and he provided justification to people and rationalizations that this man was a child molester, that he had had a history of domestic violence and that this justified his actions. But when you look at the evidence, it's clear that the first thing that he did was attempt to transfer ownership of this home and uh, open credit cards in the man's name. So it, seems very clearly to be greed-masked with uh, some kind of noble white knight intention.
0: So the daughter, the stepdaughter, um, just happened to be there when this happened, and uh, you said we don't know really what her part in this was, um, so we don't know if she was in on, in on this or, or well, not? Well... No, I I mean, it's hard to say,
1: uh, and I'm, I'm certain that the prosecution is going to be taking a closer look at this because um, naturally, uh, anybody who wasn't physically involved in the crime would want whatever uh, denial of cul- culpability that they could have, but um, it certainly leaves a question about what her involvement was. Um, And I assume that they probably did know each other on some level. If there was talk about what William Webb's history was and and whether or not he had abused uh, Siobhan as a child, then there must have been some kind of dialogue, some kind of... uh, Reasoning that that led up to that, but you know, it remains to be seen in court what what that really amounts to.
0: Uh, I briefly read over this case, and I read that she was Gwen Stefani's assistant. Is that yeah? Something? So uh, that's
1: what I've heard as well that um, Siobhan had a history of working with other performers and, um, she had, apparently had like a, a pretty successful life and, and many opportunities to succeed without having to murder anybody. Um, I can imagine it would be absolutely terrifying to face, uh, manslaughter or murder charges for something uh that you didn't physically have a hand in Mm -hmm. but um yeah i think that she did work with gwen stefani
0: we're in the midst of quarantine still kind of so if you hear some background lawnmowers that's why we're not in a studio doing this at home it's a home studio. Home studio.
1: <laughs> By one account, Haina was hiding in another room, covering her ears during the entire affair. Um, it sounds like she was genuinely terrified, and it seems as though it's it's easy to wonder why you would drive, um, you know, maybe more than three hours to uh, dispose of a a body when you live near the ocean Um, by no means do I mean to dehumanize the man who was killed Um, I'm trying to take an objective analysis of this crime and uh, I, I have to wonder if in some way Heine Wanted to honor her her father by taking him somewhere that was special to her, and um, that does imply some some sense of reverence on her part for his life.
0: I can see that. Um, I don't know. It's um. <laughs> it's hard it's, to excuse yeah it's it's definitely hard to excuse I mean um, you I, I understand she was trying to protect herself um, but by actively participating in the disposal of the body um, she put herself in a very uh, difficult situation, and um, she's probably going to suffer some consequences for that. Even though uh, it may have been um, not her intentions to, you know, help with the with the act of getting rid of the body. She just was maybe that flight or fight uh, response, just trying to um, protect herself and save herself. Um, but it's it's illegal it's um, mm. there's still consequences
1: for that so it's um, definitely con- conspiracy in a criminal
0: sense yeah that's tough for her um, I'm sure we we still don't know though if she had any parts I mean in premeditating yeah
1: yeah. Uh, So, Heine had heard of uh, body being burned of the singer-songwriter Graham Parsons from the Birds. Uh, apparently, he had he had asked at one point that his body be burned in Joshua Tree, and maybe there was some kind of sentimental sentimental connection between uh, the birds and her stepfather but she she felt that he might be honored in uh, being laid to rest if you will in the same manner Uh, and that's why they chose to to burn him in Joshua tree Um, one thing that really kind of stands out to me that bothers me a little bit again going back to um, the the mechanism of thought behind this crime is that it doesn't seem that that when they did start to burn his body that they they did so inside of the park but rather on the outskirts in a, in a residential area with street addresses, murder is not something that people should get away with, but it's it's almost adds to the disrespect of taking someone's life when you are so sloppy and poorly thought out with your intentions. Firstly, thinking that you could just take someone's house, um, or that you could just file for new credit cards which are electronic and would leave an electronic paper trail Um, and the whole thing was just so far gone Um, boy they must have really been doing a lot of drugs
0: yeah people do crazy stuff on meth I've heard lots of stories not even once. So, it was reported as a fire. Um, you said he was caught the next day or within 24 hours or... I believe so. Do you know how he was caught, where he was caught, um, oh. how that happened? I don't.
1: Um, okay. I'm curious to find out and I, I've been checking on a regular basis to find out. What his testimony will be, um, it's it's astonishing that he claims he's not guilty. But uh, people who knew John knew that he was a bit sloppy. Um, he wasn't very good at keeping his information organized.
0: And I can imagine that um, usually when you're on meth, that's you're not yeah you're, you're not, not th- very organized, you're not thinking clearly um, yeah. yeah, so his uh his conduct with
1: regard to his activity after the the murder was probably consistent with his conduct in planning the murder totally. Uh, messy and uh, begging to be caught. Uh, yeah, I mean, mm. maybe he even used the man's credit card to pay for the hotel room. It would be difficult to find.
0: Yeah, um, it sounds like this whole thing was just sloppy and um, not very, not very smart. Not a very smart criminal.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know which show it belongs on more. First 48 or American Greed, but I guess we have it here.
0: <laughs> so trial, um, do you have information on it? dates, um, when, when that will happen? I do not know. Is it going to trial? Is he going to make a plea deal? Um, I don't think he'll make a plea deal.
1: Yeah. Um, but I'm not sure. I mean, he has entered his plea of not guilty, so I think that would be final. Um, he is just had his preliminary hearings. His last court date was on April 20th, and I don't have any records of what that date was. All I know is that he was in court that day.
0: Okay. It'll be interesting to see how that goes.
1: Yeah, I'm interested to see how they uh work against each other or you know mm. the
0: testimony might be triangulated. Um will they be tried separately or do you know I don't know. Um I would imagine they probably would be.
1: There is one case number that when I searched for brought up the all three people. So I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure how that works, honestly.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to um, uh, follow that and then you know, follow up, you know, in a later episode about how that's going and I'd love to. Yeah. So California, right? Yeah. Um this is California have the death penalty do you know it, it does I don't think that
1: they've uh, actually executed anybody in uh, the past few years and they're not known for really acting on the death penalty he would not be uh it seems like he'd be somebody worth considering for the death penalty yeah
0: I mean um, he's he definitely it was definitely premeditated uh if he was planning on you know taking the house and and um i don't know how he thought that would happen i mean there's legal things surrounding ownership of a house and um so i don't know what he was thinking i guess again meth yeah (laughs) don't do it (laughs) um but i would imagine it would be go to trial as a first-degree murder, um, meditated premeditation. Um, it doesn't sound like it was just it a heat-of-the-moment crime of passion. Um, no,
1: I believe it's first-degree murder. Yeah,
0: so I'm sure the sentence will be pretty heavy. Uh,
1: There's no doubt he'll spend the rest of his life in prison. When he did this crime, he was on the run. Uh, He fled probation after early release from a felony.
0: Um, Sounds like a very smart man. (laughs) As far
1: as I know, John was a con man. Uh, he, He had been committing different... Uh, acts of fraud and had stolen from his his employers. From what I know, he met Siobhan uh, on Mafia Wars in uh, on Facebook. So that's that's a Facebook game, correct? Yeah, yep. it's a Facebook game where you pretend to be a big shot criminal.
0: And so he decided to take it upon himself to turn this Mafia Wars Facebook game into reality. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I suppose. I think that mafias are a little bit more organized
0: yes. with their crimes. Yeah, I believe uh, so.
1: Not to glorify it, but um, yeah.
0: More organized, not so sloppy. They know what they're doing. But you they can't a...
1: blame a video game for no, that. No, no. That's just... Uh, I think that, that attitude exists in some people. And uh, in him, again, I think he... He got so many chances, it kind of taught him that he could get away with anything if he put his mind to it. It's a shame.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, thinking he would be able to get away with this. And um, and we don't have any information about when the next trial is, correct? No, I don't know when the, the
1: rest... Of it will continue. It seems as though maybe it's been delayed by COVID. I
0: mean, yeah, and um, makes he, sense.
1: He's the kind of person to to maybe try to buy himself as much time as possible or find some kind of special defense loophole. We'll see. Yeah. And I would be happy to continue to uh, to stay posted on this so I can update you again.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I think once there's maybe a trial and a um, a ruling, I guess, we can revisit it and um, see what happens. Yeah. See what he... If he makes a plea deal, if he sticks with his not guilty, um, if he goes to trial even. Um, yeah,
1: maybe... Uh, it's hard to imagine a plea deal. I mean, if he had... A fear of the death penalty that might motivate him
0: yeah I think that's a big motivator and a lot of murder um, suspects I guess you know try to avoid the death penalty so um, yeah definitely be interested in revisiting this after all of that and um, update everyone about it yeah anything else you have to say about this
1: I'm just happy to be here for your inaugural episode. I hope that you have a successful first season, and I can't wait to see what you do with this podcast.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that, and I'm happy to have you here. Um, Natalie is in person with me right now. Um, We, uh, Going forward, we'll probably have to do things remotely, Um, but I do plan on having Guests on, and um, you know, let them talk about murders or crimes that interest them. So, I'm excited to see where this goes. Thanks. Yeah. That is a wrap. And until next time, my pretty little monsters, don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Please consider supporting the podcast by becoming a Patreon at www.patreon.com slash of monsters and crime.